Lauren and another little girl that she's friends with <clears throat> from school, they were like running around this girl and trying to cheer her up because they're on the same team. And so Lauren does this crab walk <laughs> <laughs> and she's got like her pinchers out and she's like, nah, nah, nah. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Balance for Life podcast. Um, our goal is to help you, to inspire you, to guide you, direct you, lead you, motivate you. <laughs> I don't know. Captivate you. Captivate you. Entertain you. I want to desecrate you. you. Is that? I, <laughs> I want to motivate you. I want to des. I, I. No, that's a completely different thing. <laughs> anyway, that's a nine-inch nail song. Anyway, um, yeah, we want to we want to help you find happiness and success in life yeah so if you like what you hear give us a like five star review two star review hopefully not a one star review but if any, you have to any do stars it will do. yeah exactly just let us know how we're doing and those reviews help uh, you know help our podcast show up on people's suggestions and stuff like that uh, join us on social media we are at balance for life podcast with the number four not four spelled out Mm -hmm. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Twitter, at Adam and Perry, all spelled out. Yeah. And uh, you can watch us on YouTube as well. Just search Balance for Life and you will find us. Cool. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> let's jump in. I think we've got a, a really good topic today. This is something that, so in a previous job, same company, but previous job that I had, we had these posters up around the office and it had a, a picture of a thermostat and a thermometer in it talked about the differences between the two they were kind of motivational posters um and so it, it kind of was just a, a cool way to to think about how how we go through life and how we're affected by different situations that that come at us mm -hmm. and so do you perry know the difference between a thermo thermometer and a thermostat why, yes, I do, Adam. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes, a thermometer tells you what temperature something is, yeah. and a thermostat helps control the temperature. Absolutely. And that's that's exactly what these posters said is, so a thermometer measures the temperature of the room, right? It, it, it's going to tell us what the temperature is, but that's about all it's going to do. Right. A thermostat, on the other hand, is going to take those measurements, and it's going to tell you what the temperature is in the room, but it's also going to control the temperature and change the temperature around it based on its internal workings, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So that thermometer is just affected by the world around it, right? It's, yeah. That's all it's doing is being affected. Mm -hmm. And the thermostat is taking that input, taking that data and deciding to make changes, right? They're they acknowledge these external external forces, but they're they're you know making changes, making adjustments based on on that data. Right, and so so the the purpose of these posters or the the motivation behind it was, what are you going to be? Are you going to be a thermometer and be affected by external forces, be affected by the things that are going on around you? Or are you going to allow those? situations whether good or bad to change your mood right it's mm -hmm. kind of like a mood ring yeah did you ever have a mood ring when you were a kid i think so my kids have yeah. had them yeah i think yeah. i had a mood necklace oh, nice. at one point and and so that mood necklace is going to 
use, you know, body temperature and whatever they use to, to change color to show you what mood you're feeling. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what a thermometer is going to be. If, right. If you think about it as a person, they're going to, they're going to take that information. They're going to use those situations and that's going to be what affects their mood. Mm -hmm. It's going to be what's going to make them feel a certain way or, or, we talk a lot about, oh, this person made me mad or this person mm -hmm. made me this, right? Right. Um, where a thermostat, a person who chooses to be a thermostat is going to be very deliberate in their mood mm -hmm. and, and in their actions. And that's not to say that a, a person who would be considered a thermostat is never going to feel sad right. or never going to feel angry or never going to feel any of those emotions based on somebody else's actions, right? Mm -hmm. I think I think we're always going to feel some of those feelings and we're right. going to think some of those thoughts. And those are the things that we can't control, but what we can control is our responses to them. Are we going to allow that to change our entire day or are we going to mm -hmm. use our own personal uh, strengths and, and change and affect the world around us? Right. And I think... You know, we have all had times in our lives where we're more like a thermometer and times where we're more like a thermostat. And the beauty of existing, of being a human, is that in any given moment, we can decide which one we're going to be. Yeah. Right? And, and there are certain times where, like, you just can't help but feel a certain way and you have to go through those emotions and, and you have to be affected by something. But you still in the long term, uh, you know, have control over whether you work through those emotions or just let them, you know, carry you away, basically. Right, right. And I think that's something that we'll get into in a later episode is going through those feelings and yeah. going through those emotions, right? And, and like we talked about, a thermostat is still going to tell you the temperature in the room. Right. Yeah, right. So the, the people who are a thermostat are still going to see a situation as good or bad. It's right. still going to point. it's still going to stimulate an emotion. I'm not going to use the word trigger. I'm going to use the word stimulate. It's still going to stimulate an emotion. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's going to call a response. Mm -hmm. But the person who is a thermostat is going to have more control right. over that response and and be able to use those emotions and choose whether they're going to ruin their entire day. And I'm, I I heard a quote recently, or I read something recently. Um, and it, it called out, I can't even remember the specific number now, but it's <laughs> like a certain dollar amount. And if somebody came and took $5 out of this 120 something thousand dollars, mm -hmm. are you going to let that ruin your entire day? Mm -hmm. And it equates it to that's how many seconds are in a day. Right? It's like 112,000 or 115,000 something. Mm -hmm. And it says if somebody were to take away five of those seconds, are you going to let it ruin the rest of that 115,000? Right. Right. And so it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, we can, we can give a little bit. We can, we can experience those emotions, but are we going to allow it to affect the rest of our entire day? Or are we going to change that? Are we going to mm -hmm. choose, actively choose to be different, to right. not allow it to ruin everything? Yeah, definitely. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about some examples yes. of uh, situations where 
you might just want to be more like a thermometer, but you, you can choose to be like a thermostat. Yeah. So I think, I think there's a lot of situations mm -hmm. where you could choose. I think basically uh, everything that happens yeah, basically, every day. basically <laughs> anything that happens. So, so let's, yeah, we can, we can check out some specific examples and, and see what the responses would be of a thermometer or a thermostat, right? So let's say... Now, so I'm curious, before we get into them, the examples that you prepared, are these things that actually happened to you? Some of them, yes. Okay, so and the examples we'll I about, put in are things that have actually happened. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so we'll, we'll talk about some specific things, uh, some situations that have happened either to me or somebody else or you or, yeah. or somebody else, right? Somebody that we know. So these are examples from actual life. Yeah. <clears throat> so the first one that I came up with is, let's say that you are out searching for a gift, right? You're looking for a holiday gift, birthday gift, Christmas gift, Hanukkah, whatever, whatever holiday it is, but you're out looking for a gift for somebody. And, and this actually happened, and hopefully my wife isn't too upset with me using this example, but <laughs> she, uh, so a couple of years ago, she, well, to back up a little bit, she always likes to get not necessarily matching pajamas mm -hmm. for our entire family, but she always gets pajamas. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah. So she's out looking for these pajama pants and she found some at Kohl's. And so she took my oldest daughter to Kohl's with her and they walked in and she, she went up to one of the stocking people and, and asked if they had these pajama pants in my size. And the guy told her they were out and she had been frantically searching right and, and i mean keep in mind this is middle of december uh i think it was actually like the 23rd or 24th of december and she was looking for him for christmas day mm -hmm. and we actually open our pajamas on christmas eve so yeah, we can wear same. them yeah yeah so it seems pretty common yeah i think so so she she's it's like the 20 22nd 23rd 24th of december and she's at cole's and and the guy tells her that they're out of these pajama pants and she had just had it she was done she'd been she'd been holding it together really well up until that point but my my daughter actually kind of laughed and she, we still talk about it um because she just c completely melted down in the store like didn't didn't cry didn't like throw a tantrum where she's pounding her hands <laughs> on the floor right but she just like my daughter said that she just like melted into the the clothing rack yeah. that was next to her and just kind of almost fell over and was just completely uh, defeated. Yeah. And, and so it, it kind of, this was one of the examples that I came up with of if we're placed in this situation, right? We, we don't have any control mm -hmm. over whether that store is going to have right. what we're looking for. Right. But what we do have is control over, okay, can I order them online? Can I go to a different store? Can we order them later? Can we, mm -hmm. can we go get them at a different time? You know, maybe we can do gift certificates or something like that. Is there a different style? Maybe is there a different instead? style yeah. maybe that we can do? And, and granted this situation, right there, like I said, it's a very specific situation mm -hmm. and she had been frantically searching. So I'm not, I'm not saying anything against my wife. Right. Right. She had been holding it together really well. She'd been frantically searching for these pajama pants and it was just like the last straw. It was mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, a couple of days before maybe. And, and she had been just frantic trying to get everything prepared and, and 
we do holidays big, right? Mm-hmm. So so she'd been doing a lot. I'm not saying that... She didn't save this till the last yeah. minute because she wasn't doing anything, right? She had so much that she was working on. Right, exactly. Right. So, yeah. So it, it's not... And it's a normal re- response. Yeah. yeah. So it's not anything against her. It's just uh, if you're placed in this situation, right? We have yeah. two different ways that we can respond. We can give up or we can move on. Mm-hmm. Right. And and in this situation, she experienced the emotion. She had her little meltdown in the store. They walked out and then she picked herself up and she, I, I can't remember where she found him, but she ended up going somewhere and getting mm-hmm. some pajama pants okay. on me. And, and I'm pretty sure she had them there on Christmas Eve when we were able to open them. It was a couple of years ago, so I can't specifically remember yeah. the exact details after that point. But it's one of those examples of experiencing the emotion, allowing it to kind of take over and, and experience it, and then moving on. Right. Right. Making that choice to move on. So that's that's one of those things where how are you going to respond and, in that situation, right? Well, and think about this. A thermometer doesn't change from 60 degrees to 70 degrees within a few seconds, mm-hmm. right? It takes time. So it... I mean, I feel like that's what your wife did, right? She she reacted to what was happening. She had, you know, that response. She took some time and then she, you know, processed everything. And that's yep. that's how we do things. Or that's how we should. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I'm going to share an example that's happened to me many times. Okay. Your child wakes you up at 5 o'clock in the morning, right? So this morning, my youngest, she's 5 years old. She woke me up at 5.15. She said... The night is too long. I want morning to be here. Will you cuddle with me? Right? So, now, most of the time when this happens, I feel really frustrated. And sometimes I'll be a little bit short with her. Like, you need to go to bed. It's the middle of the night. I'm trying to sleep. Just go back to sleep, you know? Mm -hmm. For some reason this morning, I was super calm. And I was like, okay. So, I, I go and I go to her bed, cuddle with her for a few minutes. And... She seems like she's starting to drift off. So as I'm leaving, I look back and she looks up at me and then she turns back around and lies back down in her bed. So I think she was okay, right? So um, normally I I have to go through these emotions of like anger, frustration. Why are you doing this? You know, you're making me lose sleep and this my sleep is precious, right? <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's, it's one thing when like a two-year-old does that, when mm-hmm. your five-year-old does that. You know, it's a little more frustrating, right? The older they get, the harder it is to yeah. to manage that. For some reason, this morning I was just like, "All right, cool, let's take care of this. I'll take a nap later today, I guess." Yeah. So, but again, that's an example that happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to react? And you know, in this example, you're you're going from a state of sleeping to reacting yeah when you're awake it's a little bit easier to recognize those emotions that are happening and control them and react to them and but when when you've been sleeping it's harder to do right right and i think most parents can relate to that situation right i think i think every one of us has been in a situation where you're sound asleep and something wakes you up and your child's standing right there (laughs) it's, it's startling yeah. And, and I think for most parents, there is kind of that flow of emotions of mm-hmm. how dare you take this away from me? And, and 
on in a sleep deprived state, right? Cause that's yeah. kind of where our body's waking up out of a sleep where we, it's, it's kind of jolting us out of this state yeah. that we should be in. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's a really good example of a situation where you have to really concentrate yeah. to take that control. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's a good example. And I think a lot of people do respond in anger and frustration and yeah. desperation and, Oh, yeah. Just please go back to bed. Give yeah. me another hour at least. Right? Yeah. Normally I'm actually like grieving the loss of sleep that I just experienced. <laughs> so. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. You want to share so another example? Yeah. I've got, yeah, so got this, one more. I've got, I've got one more example. And this, this is one that happened to me uh, about a month ago. Yeah. It was about a month ago. Um, so we've talked a little bit about my side businesses, right? And one mm-hmm. of my side businesses is I make soap and bath products and I, I sell them. I started selling them at a farmer's market last year. And then we, we did another booth this year and I actually have my 10 year old daughter, Emma, in a, in a booth next to me and she makes little, um, resin epoxy resin mm-hmm. little trinkets and stuff and so we were we were at the farmer's market this one night and the night had just been crazy the whole night and then a little bit of rain here and there and right as we were getting ready to pack up my daughter said dad give me your phone i need to take a picture or a video of this because the lightning and she was looking out to the west the lightning is pink and it was kind of right around sunset and it was, you know, we had maybe an hour, half hour before we were getting ready to pack up. And so I said, okay, we'll take your video. And I said, she's a youth entrepreneur. She doesn't have a canopy. So they allowed them to pack up a little bit earlier than everybody else. So I said, why don't you get your stuff packed up so that we can get out of here quickly when we're ready to go. And I'm not joking. We, we clean up at nine o'clock. It was like eight fifty nine. Mm-hmm. So I was I, I was starting to pack stuff up, starting to take my canopy down, and this crazy storm just erupted. Right, mm-hmm. the sky just opened up within a matter of seconds. We were both soaked. I was standing in ankle deep puddles in the grass, and my canopy had been blown over sideways oh, and snapped. And I, I make and sell soap, and I would stored it in cardboard boxes oh geez so within a matter of seconds everything was just ruined oh my god and so i i mean we stood there and we we gathered ourselves and we got everything packed up and with a minute within a matter of five to ten minutes the rain was pretty much done (laughs) and we had a break and and we had everything packed up and we threw everything on our cart and we we dragged it away. And one of the cool things I will say about these farmers markets is everybody's in a similar position, right? It's small businesses, people that are doing it on their own. And so they help each other. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had several people as we were walking our stuff back who helped us like carry this just soggy mess yeah. and, and pack it away with us. Anyway, so I got home that night and I, I hadn't taken inventory yet. I just, I knew all my all my inventory was ruined. Mm-hmm. Right? Every piece of soap, every bath bomb I had was gone, just yeah. ruined. They ex- those my, bath bombs just exploded. Oh, they just they melted everywhere, <laughs> all over my wagon, all over everything. Yeah, uh, my canopy had been destroyed. Right, it, it got blown over and snapped. 
Um, we actually found out later that more people lost canopies in that little storm mm -hmm. than didn't. didn't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I got home and I was devastated. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was one of those situations where I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back from it yeah. as, as a small business. Right. And, right. and most small businesses when we're getting started, like this is one of those businesses where every in every dime that I've invested into this came out yeah. of my own pocket. Yeah. I haven't crowdsourced anything. I haven't asked for loans. I haven't. Right. I, I, none of it. It's come out of my own pocket. And so I, I was devastated and I, I stood in the kitchen and I cried and I was angry and I was upset and I was telling my wife about it and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. Yeah. Um, so it was another one of those situations where I allowed that emotion to kind of take over for a minute. And then, um, I, I took that night. I didn't even get my stuff out of my car. I just left it there and I, I went to bed and got up the next day. And I said, you know, I can either let this ruin me and and not come back from it, and I can just shut down my business and, and stop doing what I'm doing, or I can come back and make some stuff. And the, the following week, I didn't have any soap because it takes a month to cure. Mm -hmm. um, so I had some that was curing, but I didn't have anything for the next week. I, I got some bath bombs made. I got some beard oils made. I, I had a couple of things that I could sell and I went back to the farmer's market, which is what I had. Yeah. And it was a rough night. Mm -hmm. I didn't sell much of anything. Um, but then a, a week or two later, I think I took the next week off because it was my youngest daughter's birthday. And then the next week I went back, I had my soap back, mm -hmm. I had bath bombs. I actually created a new body scrub. Like I used this okay. time to come up with some new products. So mm -hmm. I, I've created some new products since. And I actually had one of the best nights that I've had all season, like one of the first times back to the market yeah. after that storm. So, there you go. Yeah. So it was another one of those things where you allowed the emotion to be there and, and to be what it is and then take control, take charge. Pick yourself up. Yeah. yeah. And, and what choice are you going to make? Are you going to let it ruin you or are you going to move on from it? Yeah, exactly. So... so What's the name of your company again? Hobble Creek Soap Company. Hobble Creek Soap Company. Yeah. So uh, if anybody is looking for some soaps or bath bombs or yeah. chapstick, beard all, oil. All kinds of, of stuff. HobbleCreekSoap.com. Hobble there you, you go. Can, you can buy it online. Check it out on social medias. All yeah. right. Yeah. So um, my last example is uh, one that probably a lot of people can relate to. So my wife and I went to our, our temple today. And so for those that don't know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a, a lot of church buildings where we go for regular Sunday worship. And then we have temples where you have to be a member of the church living by certain standards in order mm -hmm. to enter. And um, except when they have like open houses then anybody can go and walk through and tour it and stuff. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I went in and... Um, Let's see. And when we were done, we, we came out, we went home, I changed my clothes, and then we went to uh, run a couple of errands. And at one of the errands, we picked up her, or, or no, we gassed up on the way to pick up some medicine. And when I was gas, we went to gas up, I didn't have my wallet in my pocket. I was like, oh, okay, I must have left it, you know, when I changed, left it in my other pants, or maybe it's in my closet or something, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
And so we finish running our errands. I get home and I look for it and I can't find it. I'm like, it's going to show up. I don't lose my wallet that often, just like once a week or so. <laughs> every, every other day. Every, every like maybe month or two, like <laughs> I'll, I'll misplace it and like the next day I'll find it, right? Yeah. Well, three, four days later, like I still, it hasn't shown up. I haven't found it. And I'm trying to think, when did I last see it? And I realized the last time I had it was while I was in the temple. And so I go to the temple and I ask, has anybody, you know, um, is it in the lost and found? Has anybody found a wallet? There's no wallets and they're lost and found. And uh, I, I, you know, retracing my steps, I realized I had it in the temple. That's the last place I remember having it. And then I didn't have it a couple hours later at the gas station. So somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it fell out of my pocket in the parking lot. Maybe it's still in my house somewhere and it just hasn't shown up yet. This is, it's been like two or three months now. So, oh, wow. Um, no one ever tried to use the credit cards. So I don't know if like somebody picked it up but didn't try to use anything. I have no idea. So I get my credit cards replaced, like my driver's license. I have to go through and do all that. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty frustrating, right? Um, The reason I shared this example, though, is because sometimes one of the things you can do that that helps is look on the bright side, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, uh, uh, like, um, what's it called? It's one of the Monty Python, I can't think of the movie, but always look on the bright side of life is the song he sings as he's like on a cross or whatever. Um, Anyway, I can't remember the name of that particular movie, but um, so look on the bright side. And one of the things I realized is I had a hundred dollars in that wallet that morning and I had had it there for like a week or two. And I decided that morning to take $80 out and put it in my nightstand because I didn't need that much cash in my wallet. Wow. I like so bizarre, right? Like I did that and like an hour later I lost my wallet. And so I lost 20 bucks. That was, that was the most valuable thing. My credit cards, I was able to replace my wallet. Mm -hmm. You know, you can replace that. Driver's license was a kind of a pain to replace, but I got it replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, but realizing that made me feel a lot better about the situation. And so sometimes we have to actively look for those things to think about, right? Yep. The, the bright side, to look on the bright side. And sometimes we just realize and it comes to us. Uh, but doing that can really help. So that made me feel a lot better about losing my wallet. I, I could have lost $100. I only lost 20 mm-hmm. That's, hey. I think that's awesome. Um, and I think that's a great way to think about how do we become more like a thermostat. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's a good step that we can take. Definitely. So we, we've given some examples, and obviously there's hundreds of examples, thousands of examples, infinite number of examples probably. Intesimal. Infinitesimal. Infinitesimal number wow. of examples. That's a good one. Intesimal. Intestinal. No, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of examples that we could use. And I'm sure, you know, most people that are listening or watching have experienced something like what we've yeah. talked about here or something similar to that. So, so whatever experiences you've had, um, we want to talk about some ways that you can become more like a thermostat, right? How can, how can you take control of those emotions and, and feel the emotion, but not allow it to just destroy everything right and bring you down to into depression and and all these negative things 
So one of the ways that I, I think is fairly obvious is self-care, right? Um, we, you've probably heard, I think there's a lot of people that mention stuff like this, but it, it's kind of that idea that you can't, you can't take a drink out of an empty cup, mm -hmm. right? You can't, you can't give somebody out of an empty glass. Right. And so you have to fill your own cup first. Yeah. Like on the airplane, you have to put your own mask on before you can help somebody else with theirs. Yeah. That's, that's a really good relation there. That's better than mine, probably. I, the, yours was good, too. I just thought of the movie Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn, I think. I've never seen that It's one. good. They had an argument over, you know, she's like, they're, they're fighting about something, and she's saying that he's selfish, and she's like... Well, let me ask you this. If we were on an airplane and we needed our oxygen masks, would you put yours on first? And he's like, yeah, that's what they tell you to do. Yeah. And she's like, see, you're so selfish. And he's like, that's what you're supposed to do. What if I die trying to put yours on and then we both die? <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I think that's an, an excellent uh, yeah. example, though, of self-care is, right? You have to put your own oxygen mask on. You have to fill your own cup before you can help somebody else because otherwise you're just trying to, you're trying to help somebody else while you're hurting yourself. Right. And then you're not giving as much to other people. And so um, taking time, prioritizing yourself and, and making those choices that are going to fill you up. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's going to allow more that you can give. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the more you take care of yourself, the calmer you'll be in those situations where your child wakes you up at five o'clock yeah, in the morning, yeah. right? If, if you're taking the time during the week to make yourself a priority, then when those situations come up, it's going to be like, oh, this is so frustrating. But you know what? I've, I've done all these things for myself. I'm doing this for myself okay. later. Yeah. I can I'll, handle I'll it. come yeah. cuddle with you for an hour and then I can go back to bed. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a good one. Self-care, right? You have to take mm -hmm. care of yourself first. Make yourself a priority. Exactly. And the next one is related. I think it's really similar, but you time. And I think a lot of times when, when you do self-care, it's, it's going to be you time. Mm -hmm. But sometimes those are a little bit different. But think about like, what do you enjoy doing and uh, th that self-care, that's something that you can do on your own to rejuvenate, recharge those batteries. So I know for me and Adam, music is one mm -hmm. of those things, right? If I can just sit down at the piano or play guitar for a few minutes, that just kind of rejuvenates me. Yeah. Right. That's some that's some self care. That's something I can do on my own. Just spend some time on my own, and uh, I and but I think it's important to point out that the you time should be something time by yourself. Yeah. Right. Whereas self care could potentially be with other people, mm -hmm. and you know you can do something that can qualify as both maybe, but. So I think of you time as, you know, just when you're sitting in the bathroom, just playing a game on your phone for a little bit, just yeah. get away from everybody else, take some time to yourself. Sometimes I'll just go into my room or into my office and I'll just spend a few minutes there. My wife's like, where are you? you right. know? I'm like, well, I, I shouldn't have said it in that tone. She doesn't say it like that. Okay. <laughs> but no, it's true. It's true. I think if, if you are taking that you time sometimes people are going to be confused by it maybe right or or frustrated by it um but it's by taking that you time you can handle that situation mm -hmm. better yeah exactly right? so everybody needs you time my wife takes you time and sometimes yeah. i'm like where are you you know <laughs> yeah. right Every, everybody has that and i i think taking that you time and and 
again, it goes into the self-care catalog kind of, but it's a little bit different because you are taking that time to focus on you, yeah. right? Um, and I think another similar mode that we could go into is, is meditation. Not only are we taking that you time, we're taking that self-care, but we're using that time to focus and to kind of get centered and grounded, which is going to help calm those emotions mm -hmm. and help you to recognize the emotions and work through them, right? So being able to acknowledge the emotion, allow it to be, and then yeah. let it pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, meditation um, is proven to help people be happier, Yeah. right? And so it's one of those things that recharges you, that helps you to... Uh, get to the point where you feel like you can handle these situations that come at you. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Something else that you can do is planning ahead. Now, yeah. there, are, there are situations that just come at us we're not expecting, but the more you plan ahead, the less likely you are to be a thermometer when a situation happens, and you'll be more like a thermostat. So right. I actually think in your first example you gave of your wife looking for, for these pajamas, in a sense, I think she did plan ahead, right? Like she was working on everything. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, w it was a really tough situation, but because she had, I I'm guessing like she had multiple options she had thought about, maybe this was the store she wanted to buy it from, but mm -hmm. but she was able to to find something else, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And, and by taking that time and, and planning ahead and, you know, she likes to, she likes to start early with, mm -hmm. with Christmas presents and, and so, that way, she was able to allow that emotion. You know, she was defeated. She was mm -hmm. frustrated. She was upset. So she allowed that emotion. She had her little time. And then she was able to move on from it. They left mm -hmm. the store. They went and found something else. Or she went later and found something else. But because she planned ahead, there were other options available to mm -hmm. her. And there, there was other ways that she could figure it out. So by planning ahead, you're able to recognize when those emotions do come in and the frustration and the mm -hmm. anger comes in, you're able to kind of look at that and say, okay, allow this moment. And then I, I have other options. There are other right. things available, right? W with my example from the farmer's market, right? If I had planned ahead a little bit better, right? I wouldn't yeah. have put all my stuff in cardboard boxes. Mm -hmm. And so it, it actually, I was able to use that to plan ahead for the next time. Mm -hmm. And I bought a whole bunch of new plastic, containers yeah. and, and sealable containers yeah. so that my stuff doesn't get ruined again and also not taking every piece of inventory that I have with right. me to the farmer's market only taking the things that I think I'm going to actually be able to sell yeah so that way there's still something left behind so planning ahead would have saved mm -hmm. a lot of that frustration and you that, learned from that in yeah. that scenario and I was able to learn from that so and I think also with planning ahead, if there's a situation that happens to you regularly, like being woken up in the middle of the night by mm -hmm. a child, you can plan ahead, how am I going to react the next time this happens? And so I think that's a big part of planning ahead. There are situations that happen to you once, right? Like like the storm at the farmer's market mm -hmm. might happen again, right? But I Unlikely. mean, the storms sometimes just come in and hit suddenly, but most of the time you know a storm's coming, right? Right. Whereas you have situations that happen to you every day or every week, you know, our, our daughter wakes us up maybe once every month or two in the middle of the night. She doesn't do it that often, okay. but it still happens from time to time. So you can plan ahead. Okay. Next time I get woken up in the middle of the night, 
I'm going to react this way. Mm -hmm. You know, envision how you're going to handle it, how you're going to react. It, already pre-plan what you're going to do to overcome it, right? Okay, when that happens again, I'm going to take a cat nap that day. So when, when I get woken up, I can think, well, I'm not going to have enough time to go back to sleep after I take care of this. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to take 15 minutes later today to just take a quick nap mm -hmm. and just kind of rejuvenate and get through the day. Or I'm going to have my caffeine and that's going to help me out. Yeah. It always helps out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think another thing that we can do is, um, and, and this is kind of something that has been on topic with everything that we've talked about, but, but recognizing and acknowledging and naming those emotions, mm -hmm. right? Being able to take a step back and detach from the emotion mm -hmm. and allow it to be its own separate thing, yeah. I think is, is another way that we're going to be able to take control back from it, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where we can't control that thought that's coming in, we can't control that emotion that's coming through. Mm -hmm. We can allow it to be a separate thing and we can allow it to be, give it a name, recognize it, acknowledge it, and then allow it to pass. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know how many of you have tried this, but if you actually take a second and you think to yourself, I feel frustrated right now, mm -hmm. that actually just acknowledging that helps. It doesn't get rid of the emotion but it helps you to process it yeah. and it helps you to get in this frame of mind of, okay, this is how I feel right now. What am I going to do now? So it, it just, that little action helps you to be more like a, a thermostat than a thermometer. Right. And I think that's, that's a good point too, that you just brought up is you recognize and acknowledge the emotion, but if you're detached from it, you, you can think about how do I move on from yeah. here? Right? Exactly. You can, you can process it. Like you said, mm -hmm. you process that emotion, but it's not, it's, it's not going to take over. You can be more like a thermostat. You can, you yeah. can recognize the temperature. You can recognize that emotion and then you can change it. You yeah. can, you can affect your environment. Exactly. And then our last tip is to talk with someone about your emotions. And this can be a therapist, which I know some, for some people, there's a stigma about seeing a therapist. Yeah. Um, but if you've never been with a therapist, if you find the right therapist, it can be a really amazing experience and it, and it can help you a lot. It's true. Um, but it doesn't always have to be a therapist either, right? It can be your significant other or a friend or your child even. Sometimes I talk with my kids about what's going on and how I'm feeling and that helps me too. Yeah. Your dog. Yeah, sure. Sometimes you can just, sometimes it's even like, an inanimate object. Sometimes I'll just go and sit and even if I don't even say it audibly, mm -hmm. if you just find a quiet place in this, you know, write it down to the self care and yeah. you time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Journaling, writing yeah. it down, just some way of expressing that emotion mm -hmm. separate from you mm -hmm. and you're able to process that. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. good. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, I think we've given six tips for, so we, I guess we got into the well, you balance put four in, life. and I thought of a couple others that... Maybe we'll change it to balance, balance six life. Balance six life, that might work. I, it's got Sorry, a ring to was, it. Yeah, that, that was going back to a, a few Previous, weeks ago. Yeah. I can't remember which episode it was. Yeah, we were talking about that one a while ago. Anyway, so there's six tips that we can, we can use. Um, some of them are connected. Some of them you can use interchangeably. And, and some of them you can just use to take control of the situation. And so hopefully that helps. Hopefully you're able to use some of these things or all of these things 
and take control of your own environment and recognize your emotions. Um, so the challenge that we have this week, like every week we have a challenge. Uh, the challenge that we have this week is to start developing or prioritizing you time. Start prioritizing yourself. And so the, the one thing that I, I know has worked for me in the past when I'm able, when I, when I actually do it, uh, is to create and schedule a morning routine. Right. And it doesn't have to be anything, you don't have to get up an hour and a half early and do <laughs> 65 minutes of cardio and you don't have to do all that stuff. It could be 10, 15 minutes if you get up and, and I think there's, there's three that are typically three, three components of this morning routine that are typically, uh, recommended. And that is moving your body. So some sort of exercise, some sort of movement, mm -hmm. um, gratitude. So journaling or something like that. And then quiet. So meditation, prayer, um, something like that. Reading a book. Reading, yeah. yeah. So, so, so something, including something from one of each of those three components, and it could take 10 to 15 minutes mm -hmm. maximum, but it's going to give you a start to your day mm -hmm. and and put you in control because you're starting your day calm collected centered grounded whatever however you want to look at it um, but you're starting your day in control and that's a lot easier as those situations come at you to take a breath and take a step back yep. so create that morning routine make it a habit make it a priority that's the challenge that we have for this week that's a great challenge Thank well you. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Yeah, and make sure that you check it out. New episodes coming out weekly on Mondays, most every week. Yeah. You can and find us on Spotify, Amazon, Google, I don't know. iTunes. iTunes, just wherever podcasts are, YouTube. that's where you can find us. Yep, anywhere you can get podcasts, we're there. Yep. Well, mostly. Also, join us again next week. We are going to be talking about... I'm Something drawing a blank, awesome. and yeah, I came up with it. It's oh, yeah. a great one. We are going to be talking about uh, grief and why you shouldn't compare your grief to somebody else's grief and to invalidate your grief. Yeah. Right? I, so I think that's awesome. It's going to be a good discussion. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. See ya. See ya.